This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Elspa. Even if they don't offer the Roth 401k, don't make that an excuse not to save money in there, right? Because you want to take advantage of any kind of match at all. It's, it's free money, it's 100%. So we want free money first. And your retirement cheerleader, Danielle Elspa. Yeah, the best, um, I think, statement we ever heard was you move from forever tax to never tax. Together, they form your retirement offensive line from innovative financial solutions. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Elspa. Good morning, Southeast Missouri. This is the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. Go ahead. We are the retirement people. Yes. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. How much coffee have you had today? Oh, man. Lots of it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I hope everybody's having a great Saturday. Start off the uh, the weekend here. Yep. Saturday morning. We're always here every Saturday morning at 7, 8 a.m. right here on KZIM, KSIM. So mm-hmm. bringing you ideas, bringing you conversations to talk about with your significant others mm-hmm. about what's going on in your life where you want to go, and how, and more importantly, how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Lots of education. Lots, Lots of, of education. knowledge. Knowledge. Yes. Knowledge is power. Power yeah. is everything, right? <laughs> That's right. It allows you to make the best decision That's possible. right. That's what we so. want you to do. Make the best decision. So. Absolutely. Well, so how was your week? It was good. We finally got some nice weather, although I think we're jumping straight from, you know, winter. To summer. Sprinter, or whatever you want to call it. We had spring, winter. <laughs> To did you summer. just make that up? I did. It's my new. I was going to say I've never heard that before. Sprinter, Sprinter. spring and spring and winter. I like that. You like I it? Like that. You like That's it? Really We're good. Gonna, maybe we need a trademark. It. Someone might steal it. Yeah, make millions. <laughs> millions. Yeah. yeah. So no, I think it's finally nice for having decent weather. But yeah, I think we're gonna get hot now the forecast for this weekend is very warm so right right but that's okay yeah that's okay hey we'll take that over rain correct and cold, cold and, cold and wet and windy yes yeah. agreed yeah. agreed Absolutely. yeah yeah all so, right so this week yes we're going to be discussing what uh legacy planning which you know is one of my favorite topics i think it's so important and Can a lot I, of people yeah. i want to ask you a question you, you are not joking when no you say i'm not that. i'm not i'm very serious it's a very but, important topic but yeah. tell me why why, why do you love it so much well i think it's it, it's such a critical part of the retirement planning process and i think so many people just um i don't know if they don't want to discuss it they forget about it it's just you know something that i think is kind of an afterthought well, i can tell you why people don't talk about it or think about it you don't want to think about dying it's not about them oh well yeah i mean but right? everybody's it's people gonna want to talk about them yeah but it, you're gonna die right yeah and what happens to those assets so correct i think to your point is is look i worked hard all my life i've accumulating these assets. I've got this income coming in. I'm satisfying my needs. And all of a sudden, you know, bye-bye. Right. And okay, so what happens to my assets? How do we pass those assets uh, to the next generation and mm-hmm. beyond mm-hmm. in the most tax-efficient manner? Yep. I mean, that's really what what, what a legacy planning is. Right. Absolutely. So I think, you know, the official title of our show is, What Will You Leave Behind? What Will You Leave Behind? Yep. Um... I know what you'll leave behind. Shoes. Uh, why do we always have to talk about my shoes? I'm just saying. <laughs> I think my I think uh, one of my nieces are probably going to take take those shoes. So okay. I got several eye in them. So all right, <laughs> all right. So, so uh, the point is, is that you're going to die at some point. Yeah, I know it's a, not the most uplifting topic, but not. you know it's important to talk it's about. It's not. So. It, but it can be uplifting because why? You can create a plan now while you're living to create a legacy for generations not just you know your spouse or your children your grandchildren your great-grandchildren mm-hmm. uh, or if you don't have a uh, family to pass it down to maybe you're creating a legacy for people in the community mm-hmm. by giving money to charity right and I think you know a lot of people again think that well I don't have anything to to leave but you know a lot of times you want to take care of things just for when you pass too so that you don't leave that burden to other people so you know I just think there's a lot of aspects to this so, so here's what we're going to do okay Sounds good. We, we are going to discuss this topic this week in a very uplifting manner. We are. Okay. okay. There's yeah. no talking about death as in, oh my gosh, I, uh, you know. No, we're going to talk about it in a very positive okay. way. Okay. And if you look at it like that and you start planning now uh, for meeting your own needs and then, you know, passing the money on, 
you, you can it can be very positive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what we're gonna do. Got it. We're gonna that's your goal. That's your goal. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. Let's get into I'm in, it. I'm in for that challenges. So, right. uh, yeah. So, what do you you want to kind of talk about the overall you know things that people need to consider and think about? You know, the one bad thing about this spring or uh, what you call it again? Sprinter. Sprinter is allergies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I am affected by allergies mm-hmm. like a lot of people and our son as well. Oh, oh my gosh. That poor kid wakes awful. up with green stuff in his eyes. Yeah. And, and uh, anyway, I've been sneezing a lot here, so you'll have to excuse me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. All right. So when we're talking about legacy planning, um, there's a couple things to think about. First of all, the most basic estate planning or legacy planning, whatever you want to call it, and in its most basic form, it's called a beneficiary designation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually literally a form uh, that you would fill out for any assets that you have. Now, obviously, some of your assets don't have a beneficiary form, right? I mean, your 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 uh, your record collection doesn't have a beneficiary form, right? Mm-hmm. So, for a lot of things that don't have that titling, uh, you you've got to take care of that somehow, mm-hmm. some way, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you can do that through a will, right? And um, or a trust, or you know, if, if you if it's uh, deemed necessary, and uh, so anyway, the point is, is that filling out a beneficiary form is very easy, and it takes five minutes, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and you can save a lifetime of hassle and money going through the courts and all that kind of stuff by just filling out a proper beneficiary designation because that trumps everything correct absolutely yes i think that's important for people to know that that's the most important document you can you put a will down and by the way you, you can write down on a piece of paper what you want things to do and where do you want them to go and sign it literally mm-hmm. on an eight and a half by 11 right there mm-hmm. just write it down and sign it and that's good enough um uh, for some things but obviously we don't recommend that I'm right just saying you right. could do that yeah um so so the beneficiary designation form is is so easy it trumps everything Mm -hmm. but it needs to be filled out correctly correct and you have to understand the differences between different uh designations and we'll get into that here in a few minutes uh as far as you know some of the technicalities there well and i think just to remind people too you know if you haven't looked at your beneficiary designations make sure you're doing that yearly um i think i've mentioned in some previous shows that I've seen some horrible things happen where people have forgotten to update that after a divorce or a death or, you know, some some life changing event. And then they pass and money goes to someone that, you know, they probably didn't intend for it to go to. So, you know, I think just like Brock said, those are easy forms to fill out. So if you haven't looked at your beneficiary designation forms, you know, go take those check those out. Make sure they're up to date. So absolutely. Yep. You know, I tell that story all the time. Yeah. About the guy that has a 401k and. Uh, it, you know, puts a spouse down because, by the way, if you put anyone other than your spouse down as your primary beneficiary in the state of Missouri, your your spouse has to sign off on that mm-hmm. uh, to say it's okay yeah. uh, to happen. And so, uh, you know, hopefully that situation uh, doesn't happen very often. <laughs> maybe we joke when we talk to people about that, you know, you can't put your girlfriend down. There, yeah. You know, well, your wife but, will have to sign up on that. But not everybody tells you that. Some people may not be aware of that. Too. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're a marital so, property state. So you have to do that. That's yep. what we're doing on this show. Yeah, that's right. More knowledge. Yes, exactly. So if you put your kids down and not your spouse, you probably need to go get that checked out to make sure it's legally correct. Otherwise, you'll have a problem. So. Well, your spouse has to sign off. on Correct. That well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you don't have. And by that. the way, you. I don't even know if people know this. Just because you have your spouse as primary beneficiary doesn't mean those assets have to go to her so, so or him. So, like, for example, you know, mm-hmm. you and I are on an account. Mm-hmm. Something happens to me. It's qualified money. It's all going to be, you know, you go, you take it over in your possession or you can leave it as an inherited IRA. But the point is, is that you can disinherit that money. Mm, okay. okay. So why would you do that? Well, maybe it's because of the tax situation uh, that you don't want to have to take out required minimum distributions at 70 and a half, for example. Okay. So you pass that, you disinherit it, goes straight to the, the contingent beneficiaries. Mm, so that's why it's important to have those contingent beneficiaries. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yes. Well, yeah, I should have them yeah, anyway, have but yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Um, but, but yes, that's uh, one reason mm-hmm. right there to have mm-hmm. those is, is to be able to have the ability to do that. Because if you don't, you don't have the ability to do that. Right. Now, how often does that happen? Not very often. Mm-hmm. But it is something that people can do if they're mm-hmm. not aware of. Yeah. No. Again. And important. you may want to do that. So, like, for example, if you had a plenty enough income coming in to maintain your lifestyle, 
You didn't want to have to take out required minimum distributions because it would cause your Social Security to be taxed or your other income to be taxed at a higher rate. You disinherit it and give that money to the kids. Mm. Okay? Yeah. And and that money could be then stretched over their lifetime. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're getting a little. Yeah. No, no, no. Here, I think that's good. I think that's good information. Yeah. So yeah. Get excited I mean, about all this. this technicality. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I think it's hard because I, and I've been there, you know, in every place I've worked, you know, you just get a form that says fill out your beneficiaries and no real, you know, education around, you know, how you should structure it. So I think this is good info. Okay. So let's go back, take a step back here okay. uh, and, and talk about more. Uh, basic things like just organizing your stuff. Yep. Okay. Sounds right? good. Yep. As far as um, knowing where everything is, as far as documents are mm-hmm. concerned, uh, you know, you want to, for example, maybe have to track down cost basis on different things that you might have. Have all of this documented and put it in a safe place. Mm-hmm. Tell us about some safe place that they might be able to get to. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if they have safety deposit boxes, right? I'm assuming. How about the generational vault. Oh, the generational vault. Hello. Yes, yes. So tell us a little bit about yeah, that. And actually yeah. just go into the retirement income. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the generational vault is a service that we provide for all of our clients. Um, it's a virtual safety deposit box. So, you know, I just mentioned, you know, the regular safety deposit box you think about. This one's virtual. So it's all online encrypted with all the safety, you know, uh, things that you got to have out there so that it's safe um, in our virtual world. But you can log in through your computer and you can store any documents you want to have there. So there's um, tabs it's really easy. Uh, it really is kind of a virtual filing system. You know, it says documents, it says assets, it has all that information. So in addition to seeing what services we provide and how we're helping um, with the whole retirement planning and management of money, you can also put anything else you want to put in there. So okay. it's a really great product. So that's one piece though it is. of the retirement income toolkit. So how can they get the Yeah, yeah. So the retirement income toolkit is at our website. If you go to theinnovativeteam.com, you can click on our radio show, which is the retirement playbook logo that's kind of right there when you get on the website and click on find out more and then you can download the retirement income toolkit. So the retirement income toolkit has four documents in it. it talks about tax planning, social security, which is one of your favorites that's in there. Uh, and then it talks about the general generational vault that I just mentioned. Um, just some great information to kind of get you started on your retirement journey. And it's, it's, it's free. I mean, there's no catch here. Yep. That's exactly right. right. Complimentary. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, but, and there's no catch. We're literally yeah. just you can download it. It's for you. Um, it's yeah. for you to, to have, uh, to be more educated. Uh, there's a little bit of propaganda in there about mm-hmm. us, you mm-hmm. know, which is great too. But anyway, yeah. the point is, uh, that's information that you can use in your life. Right. And there's no strings attached. Yep. Anything. Yep. Okay? Call us if you need anything, if you want some help with some additional info. So, yep. Okay. Awesome. All right. So that's going to do it for this segment. Next segment, we're actually going to get into some of the details and what people can actually do and the steps they need to take. It's all next on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. There was a time when quality service was epitomized by face-to-face personalized attention, but technology has changed the world dramatically. That is why we at Innovative Financial Solutions have the Generational Vault, which allows you to consolidate your financial life into one place where you can organize, manage, and track your accounts upload important information and view your financial information. To learn more about this virtual safe deposit box, visit theinnovativeteam.com or call us at 573-332-7855. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. Ah, welcome back on this beautiful Saturday morning. It's the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. You're listening Every hopefully every Saturday morning yeah. from uh, seven to eight a.m. right here on KZIM. Uh, by the way, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do that mm-hmm. via email, and our email address is the Retirement Playbook at Gmail dot com. The Retirement Playbook at Gmail dot com. Email us about any feedback feedback that you might have, any topics that you want to hear about, and uh, have us discuss here on the show. Answer any questions you might have. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it just shoot us an email. Yep. It's uh, the retirement playbook at gmail.com. We've actually gotten a few questions and we've gotten a few uh, uh, pointers and teeth. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's good. We enjoy Keep it. it coming, it's good. People. Yeah. Keep it coming. We like it. All right. So we've been talking about estate planning or mm-hmm. more legacy planning, I guess, is what you're calling it. The title of the show is What Will You Leave Behind? Right. Um, and, you know, it's one of those topics that, again, not a lot of people are real comfortable about talking about, but we're mm-hmm. going to be very positive this week about this topic. You know, hey, 
Well, it's just a fact of life. There's a couple things you're going to do in yeah. life, right? Yeah. You're going to pay taxes and die. Yeah, that's right. Those are two guaranteed <laughs> things. Was that your uplifting way? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Real yeah. positive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great job. Okay. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit uh, again. Just start about the organization. The yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then and then we'll get into some of the technicalities of some things that people could do to, you know, better themselves when it okay. comes to this topic. Um, and so there's a couple of questions that you need to ask yourself. Um, will all of your legal things be taken care of? Mm. Okay. So um, whether you've worked with an attorney on some of your estate planning documents, like a trust, a will, a power of attorney, mm-hmm. you know, some of the basic things, beneficiary deed on your home. So there's some basic things that I always tell people, look, everybody, no matter what your, you know, your wealth status is, um, should have some basic documents, which are a beneficiary deed for your home. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't even know that exists. Mm. So what happens to your home? Who does it go to? And you can put a beneficiary deed attached to your house. Okay. Um, and so that gets passed on without going through probate. That's a good takeaway. That's a good takeaway. So that you need a power of attorney. So in case something happens to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, medically, uh, if you will, you can have a health care power of attorney, actually. Um, so so those are some of the basic, basic things. The, the third thing I always tell people to have is, is, is more or less a will. So we know on the things that don't have beneficiary designations, uh, like I said, your record collection, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, jewelry. People jewelry. Do, yeah, for women. Then we know yeah. who that goes to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those are just some very basic things that you can do. Um, uh, and so you can just go see your, your local favorite attorney mm-hmm. and they can help you with all mm-hmm. that. And so we work with a lot of them around town. We, we do. have a lot of good attorneys here in we Cape Girardeau. And uh, that you can go talk to about all this. So that's one question. Will your children have a hard time finding or organizing your important documents? Yeah. Again, kind of going back to the generational vault service that we provide, you know, you can store those documents there. Right. That way they're always with you. Well, and I think to that point, you know, uh, making sure that you communicate so that your loved ones that you want to know are aware of where to find this information, these documents. Here's and they're another not question. Here's another question. Did you provide clear direction on how you wanted things to happen after you were gone? Mm. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Clear direction on everything. Um, so, so taking these uh, steps, going through some of these you know, basic things uh, is going to make life easier for everyone. And you've always heard the story about the family that split up mm-hmm. because they fought over what mom and dad had. Right. Right. That is to me the saddest thing in life. It is. It should be clean. Just make it clean. But I, but I do have to tell, it's, it's a funny story, but it's not funny now that we're having this conversation. So um, my dad and stepmom uh, left the country for a few weeks and shot me an email and, and my other uh, step-siblings and my sibling and said, hey, we are going to be leaving the country for a couple weeks. They're retired and enjoying some retirement time. And um, they said, if we don't make it back, the millions, they were joking, of course, is in the uh, buried in the fifth plant in the backyard. And that was the email I got. And uh, so a neighbor who was on the email as well said there is no fifth plant in the backyard. And so they all got a big joke out of it. But, you know, now that it was kind of funny for them just to say that, I realized that, you know, if something would have happened to him, I wouldn't even know who to call. You know, right? you know what I mean? It's kind of right. one of those, as we had this conversation, you kind of go, you know, I need to find that out if there was something. So that what you're happen. saying is at our next family gathering. Yeah, we're going to have to have a conversation. I need to talk to your dad. You do. You do. The sheriff. The sheriff. Yeah. The, he is the sheriff of Escambia County in yeah, Florida. Yeah, does a great job down Can't there. I can tell you how many times I've got, oh, hey, can he help me out with that speeding ticket I got on 95? <laughs> no, no, he cannot. No, no he cannot. He cannot yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I think it's, a, you know, it just kind of made me think as we're, anyway. You know, yeah, yeah. everybody starts thinking about their own situation. So, right. Okay. Right. Yep. Good okay. questions. Good questions to ask. Yeah. 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 So, um, all right. So <clears throat> getting the, some of the basic documents together, again, the will, the beneficiary deed, uh, maybe a trust, a power of attorney for sure, uh, or some of the basics that you, that in my opinion, everyone needs, mm-hmm. you know? Um, okay. So let's move on here. You, uh, you have a question here for me. Is that right? Yeah. I think, you know, we, no one wants to to have to worry about this because, you know, they're wanting to grieve their loved ones and, and those kind of things. But I'm sure people feel overwhelmed at the idea of planning for that. So they, you know, really kind of never, you know, get to it. They put right. it off. So, you know, how do you help people through that? Well, again, I would advise them to see an attorney mm-hmm. first and foremost, right? Because then they can get professional help to say, 
either you do need that or you don't. Now, sometimes it's just like any business, any industry, you know, you're, you may be sold something you really don't need. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go to a reputable attorney in town, which again, we have a bunch of them here, they're great. Um, they'll, they'll give you an honest opinion about mm-hmm. this, you mm-hmm. know, and tell you exactly what you need and don't need. Okay. So I think it's important. Can you go over from your opinion? And I know they need to see an attorney, but some of the basic things that people can start working on now. Well, like I said, de- definitely beneficiary designations. Right. I mean, that's I think first that's and foremost. Re- yeah. The second thing is going through those and getting those three documents, the power of attorney, the, the beneficiary deed, and, um, you know, a will uh, for the things that you can't put a beneficiary designation on. So, so, but, you know, the question I get a lot is, do I need a trust? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and it really depends. It depends on your situation. And it really, a lot of times, doesn't have anything to do with how much money you actually have. It actually has to do with, your situation. Okay. So for example, uh, if you've got kids, okay. And, and let's say that, uh, they're not old enough to put on as a beneficiary designation, which by the way, that's, there's no actual magic age. Mm -hmm. Okay. It depends on your situation. Right. Um, and so, um, a trust can help get those assets and preserve those by naming someone that you trust to take care of that. Okay. Those assets inside that trust. And so, um, uh, again, every situation is different. Right. You may or may not need a trust, but you need to get that professional opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's a question I hear a lot. So I thought I'd bring that. Yeah, up. absolutely. So if you have minor children or, you know, that's something to look into for sure. Right. Yep. Yep. Sounds good. Okay. So, um, I think let's, let's talk a little bit about life insurance. Cause you know, that's obviously a big part of legacy mm-hmm. planning for most people. Right. So, um, you know, tell us a little bit about your thoughts on life insurance. Well, I mean, life insurance can be a great tool. Uh, it's in a, it's the best tool. Let's be quite frank here mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to estate planning and passing on assets because those assets, the proceeds from life insurance, um, are pass on tax-free mm-hmm. too. Okay. And so that's another huge benefit. Um, and, of course, they can take care of the things that, that, you know, basically replace the income and those kinds of things of the person who passed away. I mean, you know, you're always going to have costs associated with it. I mean, the funeral cost, uh, you might have loans. Uh, now we don't have that income coming in mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. Uh, to pay for those loan payments, credit cards, mortgages. I mean, any outstanding debt really that uh, a person leaves behind. And so life insurance, uh, a lot of times, you know, people say, oh, I'm insurance poor and, you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, I don't need life insurance. Well, y- you know. That's kind of like me saying I need a new toilet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I need a new toilet. I'm going to call a plumber. Right. And so in that case, uh, that person needs to go see a professional. Mm-hmm. You know, we help. We can help people here at uh, Innovative Financial Solutions because we do uh, help people with their life insurance uh, to determine how much they need, what kind they need, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Would so. there ever be a situation where someone doesn't need life insurance? Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. For sure. I mean, let's say you're, you know, you're 65 years old, uh, and you've saved enough money, and and uh, you know, you debts are covered. Yeah, and those debts kind are of thing. covered. Okay. Debts are paid off. Yeah. You know, by then, right? You've got a funeral Everybody's plan. Listening and- <laughs> to this, and saying their house is going to be paid off mm-hmm. before they retire. That's a golden rule, right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> um, year 65. You know, the one thing that people do forget is, is that let's say you have a husband and wife. They're both on uh, Social Security, mm-hmm. okay, um, and 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 when one passes away, if they let's say it's the husband and his benefit was higher, now she's got to find some way to to supplement that income, mm. okay. Now, will she need all of it? No, because you know that one person's not eating and you know all the other things the costs associated with with living, but um, you have to understand that that is going to be reduced, and are you able to do that financially? Mm. And okay. so my point is, is that even when you're 65, there might be a reason to have that life insurance to make up the difference in the Social Security benefit if one were to pass away. If you've got all that covered, though, mm-hmm. right? In other words, you have enough assets, you, you spend less than you make, you know, you've done everything right. Debts are paid. Debts are paid. You yeah. don't need You don't need it. You don't need it. Yeah. So that was a really long answer to yeah. your question. <laughs> no, it was good. Well, cause you know, I think a lot of people say, well, uh, to your point, I can't afford it or I don't need it. But unless you are in that situation that you described, you need some life insurance because 
if you're someone who has some debt, whether it's small or large, do you really want to pass that on to somebody after you go? Right. You know, so right. I guess that, you know, it, it, again, you need to talk to a professional so that they can help you with your situation. But it sounds like, you know, this is for a lot of people would be something to definitely discuss. Yeah. 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 And they can discuss it with us. Give us a call. Right. Okay. 332-7855. Okay. We don't have a little coin machine that, you, you know, we charge you for calling us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We don't, we don't do that. If you yeah. want advice, you want to talk about anything, I'm very busy. Um, but I'm accessible. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, give us a call. We can get you on the schedule. 332-7855. All right. That's our phone number. And that's it for this segment. Mm-hmm. Okay. So next segment, we're going to talk more about other things that might be left behind that are not so good. Okay. Okay. So you got to tune in to listen to see what that is. It's the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. Tax planning can be very difficult and making mistakes on your taxes can haunt you for years. The good news is that most tax mistakes are easily avoidable. All you need is the right professional for the job. At Innovative Financial Solutions, we have a team of CPAs and CFPs who can help you avoid costly tax mistakes and minimize tax exposure. To help you better understand taxes, we have The Future of U.S. Taxation, a guide written by tax professional and author Nick Stovall that you can download now. All you have to do is visit theinnovativeteam.com or call us at 573-332-7855 to request your copy. This informative guide is just one part of the Retirement Income Toolkit, which can help you arm yourself with the information you need to help secure your retirement. Once again, that number to call is 573-332-7855 or visit theinnovativeteam.com. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. All right. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. Brought mm-hmm. to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We're here to help answer any of your retirement questions. Today, we're actually not talking specifically about retirement. We're talking about leaving a legacy and what will you leave behind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very important discussion. It because, is. Because uh, it's not something that people really take care of a lot. And you can witness that. And I witness it every single day. Right. When people right. come in and they say, oh, my gosh, I'm dealing with someone right now, okay, that there's a split and it is ugly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is really ugly and it didn't have to be this way. Right, right. It didn't have to be this way if you organize things and have everything documented. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's yep. that simple. It is. Really, I mean, that, we can just end the show right now. Yeah. <laughs> just get organized. Just get organized. <laughs> Document everything. Yeah. Okay. Well, we talked about, you know, just kind of the tough topic and just kind of talking about <clears throat> documenting things and organizing things. So, you know, what do they what do they need to make sure they have kind of, you know, reconciled and together? Well, you know, w- w- we ended last segment by saying there are some things that are not so good that mm-hmm. you can pass on. And obviously... Uh, if you if you're a trivia quiz, you could probably get this one. Uh, that debt mm-hmm. is obviously something that's not good to leave behind mm-hmm. uh, to your beneficiaries. So things like car loans, credit cards, uh, mortgage payments, all that stuff. It I highly recommend that you gather all of that just like you would any of your assets. Gather all of your debt and have it all documented. You know your balance, your interest rate, your payments, that kind of stuff. Now, with the use of technology nowadays, that's a lot easierly done. Mm-hmm. You can you know, you know, do that. Um, but it's, it's so much easier. If something were to happen to you, and unfortunately, if something were to happen to both you and your spouse, especially for the kids, it's so much easier if they know exactly where everything is and if it's all in one place. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that's something, again, part of being organized. Right. And okay. I think communicating that then to the important person that you've kind of said, I'm going to designate this person to make sure they know where all of my important documents are right? so that they can, you know, know to where to find that if something happens to you. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Get organized. So all again, right. that's the bottom line. It's yeah. the theme of the day. Yeah, it is. Get organized. <laughs> well, let's talk about something a little bit more uplifting because we promised that right at the beginning of the show. So talk to us a little bit about because people may not be aware of how they can use life insurance while they're living. Yeah. So again, uh, life insurance can be a great estate planning mm-hmm. tool. Okay. And, um, uh, you know, whether you have term insurance or permanent insurance, uh, you know, there, it's not only about, hey... Uh, how can I pass money on the most tax efficient manner? If you actually look at it as somewhat of as an investment, right? In other words, it's it's not. It's life insurance, and you know you pay your premiums and you get a death benefit. 
but but you can look at the internal rate of return on these policies too, on life insurance policies to see, hey, is this really worth it? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you can do a tax equivalent uh, uh, equation to figure out, okay, wow, this is pretty good. You know, uh, by me paying these premiums, I'm getting or I will get quite a bit out of that. Now, here's the issue that people have with life insurance, I think, is that it's really not life insurance. It's death insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's only paid out if I die. Right. Not so true anymore. Okay. So let's just talk about life insurance for a few minutes here. So you have term insurance, right? You pay in premiums. <clears throat> your term is 10, 15, 20 years. Your, your, your premium is most of the time guaranteed for that period as well. But you can have renewable term, which then would change every segment. So that segment might be annual renewable. Okay, so it just renews every year. So it's real cheap at the beginning, and then it gets more expensive as you go along. You can have it renew every three years, five years, you know, whatever. Um, uh, but there's risk there, too, mm-hmm. obviously, is that if you're not able to, you know, pass any kind of an exam, uh, then you may not get insurance at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so you have term insurance that I think most people understand. Then you have permanent insurance, and we're now opening a can of worms that is, uh, there's a lot of worms in there, okay? <laughs> um, and and, and it uh, can be confusing. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about <clears throat> life insurance and you're talking about permanent life insurance, what does that mean? Well, if you pay your premiums, depending on what kind you have, uh, it's permanent. It's there for the rest of your life, as long as you follow the rules, okay, of the, of the contract uh, and pay your premiums. And so uh, permanent insurance, the nice thing about that is, uh, unlike uh, term, is that if something happens to you health-wise, it's okay because you already have the coverage in place versus I have term insurance, I have it for 10 years. At the end of the 10 years, I've got to pass another exam here, mm. okay? And you may not be able to. So you're just re-upping again. Yeah, so there's yeah. risk there, Yeah. okay? Um, and so <clears throat> uh, permanent insurance, life insurance, is something that, that can be valuable. Now, uh, permanent insurance oftentimes builds cash value. Okay, and that cash value accumulates based on however type of policy you have. So you might have whole life insurance, okay, where you know you're getting a dividend is based on the dividend scale. It's based on the profitability of the company that you're doing business with. So they pay dividends inside the policy. You have universal life, okay, where you know you pay in premiums. Again, it's permanent. A lot of times it's flexible premium, but it may not be. It may be fixed. Uh, obviously, those are self-explanatory, uh, but universal life uh, has different way, a lot of different uh, forms, one of them being fixed. Mm-hmm. So they're just paying you a fixed rate. Right now, you're probably looking at about a 4% you know, interest rate credited to the cash value. Uh, you also have uh, universal indexed. Okay, so indexed is, hey, you put money in, the cash value is going to grow based off of a particular index like the S&P 500. A lot of times, like the fixed index annuities, they will uh, reset every year. And so if you have gain in the contract, it's locked in. It mm-hmm. becomes part of the value, which is uh, awesome. no matter what happens yeah. to the stock market from there forward. That's great. Yeah. So that's a that's a very popular um, uh, universal life mm-hmm. uh, life insurance policy. And then they have variable, you know, where you're uh, invested, your cash value is invested in sub accounts. Okay that look and feel like mutual funds, okay? And so it goes up and down with whatever funds you choose inside the contract. So that's kind of the basics mm-hmm. of, of of life insurance. Now, <clears throat> again, it's really death insurance, right? That's what right. we talked about. Right. But you can use a lot of times nowadays, these policies have benefits, living benefits as well. What do I mean by that? Well, a lot of times with these policies, you can use the death benefit, not the cash value. You can use the death benefit for nursing home and even beyond that, extended long-term care. Mm, okay. okay, that's huge. So yeah, let's say, let's take the scenario here and this is total hypothetical, but you put in, you know, your premiums every every year. Let's say you pay in $5,000 a year and you've, you've paid in for 10 years, okay? And you've got a death benefit of, let's call it $500,000. You can use either a portion or all of it sometimes uh, of the death benefit, not the premiums, not the $50,000 you put in, the death benefit, the $500,000. You can use that to help pay for long-term care expenses. Mm. 
That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And because that uh, seems to hit people pretty hard when it we talk does. about yeah, long term care. Long term care, as we've discussed on this show in the past, has become very, very expensive for a mm-hmm. lot of people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a lot of companies, quite frankly, are getting out of the business. Right. Because people are living longer and they're costing it, money. That's right. Yeah. And they're and the insurance companies aren't making money on that. They're losing money. So, you know, get rid of that uh, product. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, uh, where was I going? Oh yeah. So the death, the living benefits of policies nowadays on life insurance. So that can be something that is uh, very unique. There's also what they call hybrid policies. Okay. So hybrid policy is a little bit different. It's not that ongoing premium, but it's, uh, a lump sum oftentimes. Mm. And okay. so you put in, let's say a hundred thousand dollars and these hybrid policies, they, um, uh, do a couple things. Number one is they give you access to some of that premium. Okay, so let's say a common uh, one is say eighty percent. So of the hundred thousand dollars, you have access to eighty thousand of those dollars. Then that hundred thousand is leveraged up for a death benefit. So you have a death benefit of say, and again hypothetical, let's say one hundred and fifty thousand or or two hundred thousand, depending on how old you are. Um, so you have a death. You can use the money yourself. You have a death benefit. But then here's the kicker: you can leverage that money for long term care. So again, okay. hypothetical example, but not unrealistic. You put the hundred thousand in, it it's leveraged up, say five times. So you have five hundred thousand dollars available if you need long term care. Mm. And let's face it, seventy percent of people over sixty five are going to need long term yes. care. Yes, yes, absolutely. So if you some form of it, yes. Yeah, so yeah. let's play the odds game. Let's make sure that that's taken care of. Mm-hmm. Because again, that goes against the legacy, right? So in other words, if you have to pay the 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 long term care and you don't have any type of insurance or anything, and you're just using your assets, that's less to be passed on. Mm-hmm. Right. So why don't we just leverage the money that you have now Right. to do that? Right. You still have access to a good portion of your money. You have a death benefit, so it gets passed on tax-free to your beneficiaries. And then you also can use that money for long-term care. Yeah. Gosh, seems like a great scenario. It, it is a great scenario. Yeah. And so a lot of times that can be beneficial for people. Now, you know, I realize not everybody has $100,000 to put into right, something like this. Right. But the point is, is that uh, the big complaint about life insurance is it's just death insurance. Mm-hmm. That is not true anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. And again, even on a hybrid policy that I just spoke of, you can do an internal rate of return analysis. In fact, a lot of them provide it to you as supplemental documentation, you know, when you're seeing an illustration or something like that. So, um, that, that, that is something that can be very, very beneficial for people that, uh, again, I mean, 70% of people over 65 are going to need some kind of long-term care in their life. Man, that's a, that's a great place to be It is you know, when it comes to, to having money to be able to do that. Well, and we can help. So if you're wanting to know a little more information and, and how we can take a look at your situation specifically and say, here's what we recommend, give us a call, 573-332-7855. 573-332-7855 or look us up on the web, theinnovativeteam.com. Okay. I hope that wasn't too boring. No, I think it was great. I think it was great. So, I mean, I think it was it was very specific We don't want people to turn the dial, though. Okay? <laughs> the dial. Yeah, I There's think no people... Dial I think a lot of people want to know some specifics, and I thought that was great. It was good. Okay. Well, it there good. it is. We're, you know, getting very technical and understand that... Yeah. Uh, that uh, some of this may not or may not apply to you, but stay tuned. I guarantee you're going to get something out of this. Yeah, okay? yeah. Speaking of staying tuned, you need to stay tuned to our next segment because we're out of this time for this segment. Sounds good. Okay, it's all right here on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. When it comes to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where the retirement assets should be invested. While accumulating your desired amount of retirement assets is important, we feel that it is just as important to have your money in assets that represent the level of risk or safety that you want. Red money is money that is at risk and subject to market volatility. Yellow money is money that is at risk but is professionally managed. And green money is money that may have its principal protected and is less subject to large market swings. At Innovative Financial Solutions, we created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money. To learn ways you can protect your nest egg, download our complimentary retirement income toolkit at theinnovativeteam.com or call us at 573-332-7855. That number again is 573-332-7855. 
And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. All right. Welcome back to the final segment of the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. We're glad you've been able to join us this morning, and I hope you will try to do that every Saturday morning mm-hmm. from 7 to 8. But if you don't or if you can't, you can always listen to us, uh, our old episodes, mm-hmm. on our website. They're oldies but goodies. Oldies but goodies. <laughs> TheInnovativeTeam.com. TheInnovativeTeam.com. And you'll see us, you'll see our picture right there on the front, and you can click on learn more, and then you'll be able to go to our older segments. Mm-hmm. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Yeah. I'm up. I'm hip on this technology. That's so. right. You are. You got it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we've been talking about legacy planning and mm-hmm. actual, um, what will you leave behind? Mm-hmm. That's the actual title of the show. Uh, and we've talked a lot about money and, you know, Debt maybe some of the things yeah. that, yeah. We've talked about life insurance and how it would be a great estate planning tool um, and, and the different types of life insurance and uh, to really know which one is best. To, you know, And again, that goes back to the whole thing of when people or advisors say that life insurance or permanent life insurance is not good, you should buy term and invest the rest, all that stuff, that, that again, all they're doing is adding to the confusion and adding to whatever... You know, they sell. So they're trying mm-hmm. to sell that. And so their product. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's ridiculous. So there's there's a p- time and place for all types of insurances um, <clears throat> for people. And to say that one is bad or one is better than the other is just it, it, it's ridiculous. You right. can't do that. Right. OK. Do the research. Meet do with someone research. that can tell you all your options. Right. And you make decisions for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So <clears throat> we've talked about, you know, do you need a trust? Well, that's all custom, too. So I guess the bottom line to the entire show today is really uh, go see a professional. Mm-hmm. You know, go see an attorney that is reputable, uh, that maybe you've got some referrals from that that um, uh, can help you answer these questions. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and and so, but what we've done today is give you some things to think about. Correct. That you could do on your own as right. well right. without you know anybody's help. So, uh, beneficiary designations always review those. Always reviews. Always make sure they're up to date. Because that's the most simple form of estate or legacy planning you could do, and it doesn't cost you a dime. Right, and everyone needs to do. Okay, so we've talked a lot about you know uh, the different aspects of money and those kinds of things, but really, what I'd like to do now is kind of talk about what does legacy planning really mean. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've talked about some of the things you can do, but what does it really mean? And and so. Um, I'd like to take a step back from the financial talk of it and, and really kind of talk about, well, how do you get to what you want to do if you don't know what your values are, mm-hmm. for example? Okay. What's important to you? So what's important to you? What are my family's values? So I just literally typed it in uh, legacy planning questions mm-hmm. on the internet, uh, on the Google. On the Google. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> found some good ones you like. Found some good ones. Yeah. yeah. So, th- you know, here's some, a few examples. What are my family's values? Would I like to leave my family with an inheritance? Okay, because we just automatically assume that's what people want to do. Mm-hmm. You may want to drain it. Yeah, you may <laughs> want that last check that you write to bounce. Right, right. You hear people say that, yeah. You know? But I, when I hear people say that, I really don't think they're meaning. No, you know, they're, I don't think so either. Well, but, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is true. Um, do I want to leave... Uh, any of my accumulated wealth to charity. Now that yeah. you have that conversation a lot with some I do. clients, yeah, <clears throat> and we talked about that. You know, we and there's some things you can do from an estate planning standpoint too to help you. And quite frankly, uh, you can uh, if you're charitable inclined, you're already doing it. There are some things that you can do uh, because you know, with the standard deduction now being twenty four thousand dollars for a married couple, a lot of people are not going to be itemizing anymore. Mm-hmm. So that charitable deduction is not deductible. I mean, it's not there anymore because you're taking the standard deduction of 24000 instead of itemizing. So, you know, from a tax perspective, it's still a good thing to, to try to do and work around and, and you can accomplish multiple goals mm-hmm. with that. So um, uh, here's another question. Can I foster goodwill in my family uh, after I am gone? <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, you can't get blood out of a turnip. Right. But but, but that's the, that's the flip side of your conversation where you said you've seen families you know, fight and, and separate after that. So it's like, how do you make it help instead of possibly hurt? Exactly. Yeah. In what ways can I leave a legacy at work? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah. these are things that you really don't talk about. Too right. Much. And I and I and I can speak to that because, you know, I worked for, you know, a couple of the large employers here in town. And there were a lot of people who left money to the foundations at those organizations, you know, because that was their life. They lived there. They worked there for 25, 30, 40. I celebrated one person's 50 year anniversary um, working. So, you know, that's sometimes where people want their money to go. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, I mean, you, no. look, uh, you spend more time at work than, than anywhere you do else. Anywhere else. Yep. Most yep. of the time. So, I mean, I get that. That mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. I mm-hmm. understand it. Um, here's another one. How can I share my family stories today and after I am gone? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that goes back to the whole documentation of hey, it's not just documenting or documenting uh, your 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 your, uh, your accounts and whatnot. But documenting your life, really, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and that way people will always remember those stories. Yeah. And I think that's how we see that, you know, it's hugely popular right now with people who are retired to do that ancestry dot com, right. you know, and, and I think that's part of it, too, because the need to make sure people know the the family's history, you know, and that's a great way to get it documented and see the family tree and, you know, anything else that, you know, happened. And I think it's yeah. pretty cool. People yeah. are really enjoying that. So, yeah. Uh, okay, here's another one. What advantages did I receive in my life mm-hmm. that I would want others to have? Hmm. Um, and that that one's kind of deep. It is kind of <laughs> deep. And it doesn't necessarily mean charity, right? Right. I mean, that right. What What if you had a niece or a nephew that you you know wanted to help out and mm-hmm. have some of the advantages, and not only from a monetary uh, economic standpoint, but from a you know just advice, mm-hmm. you know, right? Something you want to leave, yeah. Because it seems to me that when you when someone passes away, well, it's kind of like Elvis. Mm-hmm. I mean, Elvis was worth more dead than he was alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like by a lot. Yeah. And I think Michael Jackson's getting there too. So, <laughs> yeah. Prince is probably there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. So the point is, is that they become iconic. Mm-hmm. And, and some of the ideas and thoughts of people, I think, become iconic as well. I mean, think about, well, we watched this movie, Prefontaine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, that movie did not do that well when it came out in the box office. Okay, but he is an iconic figure right in track and field. That's right. And so everybody uh, really kind of worships mm-hmm. his legacy, mm-hmm. you know, and what he did. And it's and mainly he was young. Be- yeah. Why? One of the main reasons because he died young. Yep. You know. Yep. And a, a tragic car accident. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, that, that those are. You know, that is, it can be more profound, I guess. Yeah, because his uh, was about his work ethic and, you know, his right. ability to say, I'm going to break records and yeah, yeah. Or his ability to run crazy, <laughs> crazy fast miles and two miles. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Three mile, the three mile too, right? Was he three mile? Yeah, I thought it was two. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway. We have to watch the movie again. <laughs> <laughs> and we watched both of them. We did, yeah. <laughs> That's bad. We don't remember. There's two of them. I forgot what the other one's yeah. called. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, how can I express love for my family after I pass. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, these are questions that provoke um, thought and what you would like to see happen. And then we can take those thoughts and ideas and try to make it happen mm-hmm. from an economic standpoint. And put a strategy together. And put a strategy yeah. together. Yeah. Know? I like it. Um, which family tradition would I like my kids to maintain? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a big tradition guy. But my sister is. Oh, huge. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Everything's a tradition. <laughs> hey. Can't break tradition. Can't break tradition. I went pee at 2 o'clock. It's a tradition. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You better and, hope she's and not you know listening. those people. Everybody knows yeah. one of those people. Yeah. Everything is a tradition. Yeah. yeah. And you can't change it. Can't change but, it. But on a serious note, I mean, those are... Yeah, those yeah. are important things. So, and, and you know, I think so, sometimes, sometimes, can we put sometimes on there? Sometimes you can put sometimes, but you know, I think even family traditions or, you know, if it's a yearly trip to the lake or everybody has, you know, my family, the July 4th holiday is kind of a family reunion, you know, and everybody, it's a potluck, but everybody barbecues and that's when everybody gets together. So, you know, I could see that the family saying, we want to make sure that that's continued, you know, when my aunts are passed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, that's a good that, that's a good example okay. you know <laughs> um, okay and then another one here what can I do today that will make the world a better place in the years to come I'd like everybody to ask that question yeah <laughs> I mean not waiting till your legacy planning because yeah. if everybody did that we would have a lot better place so yeah well yeah yeah that's a lot of truth at that right and, right um, 
if if people would get past their own mm-hmm. ideals and, mm-hmm. and and accept others, yep, it's okay. It, it's okay it to would be different. Be a better yeah, place, wouldn't it? yeah. But anyway, this is more. We're talking about the when you're gone and right. What, uh, well, no, it says what can I do today? Yeah, to make the world a better place. to years to come. So it's kind of, but it is leaving your legacy. That's kind yeah. of saying what what do you want to leave behind? So what do you want to be known for? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. These so, are all great questions. These are good. These are kind of deep and profound. They're kind of philosophical. It is, but again, those uh, these questions can lead to what we really want to happen. All right, so we've got a couple minutes left here in the show, and uh, we'd like to wrap up with discussing, well, let's summarize. First of all, mm-hmm. uh, get organized. Yep, okay. get organized. Yep. Get organized, document everything uh, when it comes to legacy planning and all of your accounts and what you want to happen. Update your beneficiary forms. Make sure all of those are updated. Go talk to an attorney. Right. To talk mm-hmm. about, you know, some of the basics, even if you don't need a trust and some of the more advanced things, you still need to talk to an attorney about a beneficiary deed for your home, mm-hmm. your will, power of attorneys, medical directives. You know, those those basic right, things that basic. really doesn't matter how much money you have. You need to do those. Correct. Um, and then uh, we talked about life insurance. Right. And the different types and how it can really benefit uh, or enhance your estate. Um, and, and that can get advanced as well, mm-hmm. you know, from, yeah. some, from yeah. an estate planning standpoint with, with irrevocable life insurance trust and all kinds of things. Uh, but I thought uh, you did a great job with that too. So if people are interested, that was, I think our third segment where we talked mm-hmm. that in detail. So if you want to go back and listen to the show and gave kind of the living options with life insurance and, and the, the death options course. <laughs> so. Right. I mean, and that's why I say a lot of times people call it life insurance, but it's really death insurance, mm-hmm. but not so much anymore. They've added a lot of things to these policies uh, to make them a little bit more. Well, they have living benefits. That's mm-hmm. why they're called living benefits. And you can use the death benefit for long term care, for example. So so anyway, there, we've talked a lot about that. And mm-hmm. then lastly, the generational vault. Again, that's a service that we provide uh, that provides a lot of organization mm-hmm. and then also uh, updates, balances, um, uh, it does a lot of different things and it can be a great resource. And if you'd like more information about that, just give us a call, shoot us an email, emails, the retirement playbook at gmail.com, or you can give us a call at 573-332-7855. Guys, it's been a great week. I hope you have a great rest of the week and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the retirement playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock and Daniel Elspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa, Danielle Alspa, and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.